the week in the best place with the best people for the best use of your life for the best purpose of your breath is about to commence. This We are in the house of the Lord to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness and to delight in Him together as brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. Nehemiah chapter 8. It's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. I am sorry and perplexed that so many who call themselves preachers and institutions designed for training preachers do not even know that this chapter is in the Bible hardly, and they don't use it for the value that it can convey. Nehemiah chapter 8 is the most detailed description of a preaching service found anywhere in the Bible. There is nothing that even comes close to all the details conveyed in this chapter about a preaching service that pleased God. It describes the purpose of a pulpit. It describes the congregational response. What word? How many say it? It describes integrated worship of having fathers, mothers, and all their children together. It condemns Sunday schools. It describes the proper attention given to the Word of God. It describes what the purpose of preaching is, the method of preaching is, the result of preaching, and the mirth and joy that should result from understanding preaching. It is a wonderful chapter. What I want to lay on you right now to open our worship today is the unity and the desire that everyone had for the mutual benefit of this preaching service. And so very briefly, I have preached through this passage phrase by phrase before, Very briefly, verse 1, it says, And all the people gathered themselves together as one man. That is union. That is peace. All of them came as one man. And the Bible tells us that for our worship to be acceptable in the sight of God, we need to come with one mind, one heart, one voice, praising the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want you to notice the unity All the people gathered themselves. They weren't forced to it. They wanted to be there, and they came together as one man. Then, verse 2, All that could hear are there, because it's integrated worship. Fathers and mothers want their children to hear the whole Word of God, not to be having little Sunday school lessons with graham crackers and milk, but they're all there that could hear with understanding. And then we have in verse 3, in the last part of that verse, The ears of all the people, not just the dedicated ones, not just the spiritually minded ones, but all the people were attentive unto the book of the law, not to the entertainment, not to the singing, not to the praise band, not to the choir, not to the announcements. They were attentive unto the book of the law. This chapter is the best in the Bible to describe what we ought to be like when we come together into this place. It's a fabulous chapter. I encourage you to read it again. I encourage you to go on our website and look up a sermon entitled, A Preaching Service. It'll be taken from this chapter. That's verse 3. Verse 5. When Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people, because he was standing on the pulpit. The only time the word pulpit is used in the Bible, it's a platform to get the man of God up high enough so that people can see him, hear him, and see that he's opening a book. The book of the law of God. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. Notice that they were all reverent to the word of God, so they all stood up when the book of God was opened. That's in verse 5. In verse 6, Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And when we come together, we want to bless the Lord, the great God. And there is a congregational response. And all the people answered, Amen. 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 
with lifting up their hands, they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Then we have in verse 8, so they read in the book in the law of God distinctly. That's the list of all. Look at all these men that are listed that were there to preach the word of God. The list is in verse 7. There's a list in verse 4. They're all there. And they read in the book of the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The purpose of getting together is to understand the reading of Scripture. The Bible tells us that. Then there's verse 10. And they had to calm the people. Nehemiah and Ezra the priest had to calm the people and tell them in verse 10, Go your way, eat the fat. Forget American dietary illusions. Eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. Make sure everyone is having a feast today, for this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And we want to be in the joy of the Lord as our strength this morning. That's verse 10. Verse 12 tells us all the people, not some of them, not the most dedicated, not the most spiritually minded, but all the people went their way to eat and to drink and to send portions and to make great mirth. We should be excited, thankful, and happy and worked up about being here today because they had understood the words that were declared unto them. And it goes on to describe that one of the things they heard from having the Word of God explained to them was the Feast of Booths, or called the Feast of Tabernacles in the Bible, which was to remember them coming out of the land of Egypt, in which for a week they were to live in a booth in their backyards made of the branches of trees, and they hadn't done it for a thousand years. And they heard that they should be doing this odd, peculiar, uncomfortable thing. And you know what it says about them in verse 17? I want you to look at the last sentence of verse 17, and there was very great gladness. That's what we ought to have in this house today because of the Word of God and because of the God we serve. This is the way that a church service ought to take place. If I have ever misled you by not being as excited and as joyful and as thankful and as worked up as this passage describes, forgive me, and I hope you'll say the same back to me right now. Let's together with mutual hearts make today all that it can be and should be. It is a choice to be happy. It is a choice to love God's Word. It is a choice to be thankful and worked up about being in His house. It is a choice you can make right now. You can flush everything else in your life to be excited. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for Nehemiah 8. Thank you, Lord, for putting it in our hearts to be like Nehemiah chapter 8. Thank you for being our God. Thank you for giving us the Word of God. Thank you for giving us understanding of it. And, O Lord, give us great gladness and great mirth this day. Let us pray. Holy Father in heaven, blessed God, Thou art the Lord, and there is no other. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is Thy name. In all the earth, there is none like unto the Lord of Jeshurun. There is none like unto the Lord our God, Jehovah. There is none that can say, I am that I am. We thank Thee, Lord of heaven and earth, that Thou hast revealed Thyself to us, and that we know Thee this day, and we bless Thee, and we praise Thee, and extol Thee, and exalt Thee. There is no other God. All the gods of the heathen are vain. They have eyes, but they see not. Ears have they, but they hear not. They have feet, but they must be carried about. 
And O Lord, they that make them are like unto them, and they that worship them are like unto them. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, that by grace in the Lord Jesus Christ, and according to Your predestinating purpose, You chose us in Christ before the world began, that we should not be so foolishly deluded and ignorant in our depravity. But You saved us by Your grace, revealed Yourself to us, sent beautiful feet to us to preach the gospel of peace, the glad tidings that the Lord reigneth. We bless Thee. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful this day for Your graciousness in the Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, we are overwhelmed. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us. We are overwhelmed that we should be called the sons of God. Heavenly Father, we thank You for the glorious doctrine of election. We thank Thee that at Thy right hand there sits the Lord Jesus Christ, the one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. We're thankful that He is our lawyer, our intercessor, our high priest, and our daysman between Thee and us. We're thankful that His name is Wonderful and Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Heavenly Father, we're thankful that our Lord Jesus Christ, when we come and stand before Him and give an account of our lives, He is not ashamed to call us brethren. But He shall say to thee, Behold, I and the children which thou hast given me. O Father in heaven, we thank thee for your gracious salvation in Christ Jesus our Lord. And we taste it this morning and we embrace it this morning and we thank Thee for showing us what great things Thou hast done for our souls in the Word of God. Heavenly Father, we're thankful that You have made us joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for us. Now, Lord, bless us in this assembly that all that is said and done will be in the Spirit and in the truth. And Heavenly Father, it will be acceptable in Thy sight and according to the due order of the Word of God. We pray for Your churches, Your servants, Your saints in every place that call upon Your name in sincerity and in truth that You will grant them a blessing equal to ours. And Heavenly Father, we're thankful for this nation and we pray for its rulers and we thank Thee for them that we have such liberty as to meet this day. And we do not have to do Yet in the fullness of the expression, as Gideon did, hiding the threshing of wheat behind his winepress from the Midianites. O Lord, we are blessed with great liberties, and we pray that you will preserve them by your providential kindness toward us, that we may continue to lead quiet and peaceable lives in all godliness and honesty. We are thankful. For every blessing that you pour out upon us, we are thankful for this beautiful day. We are thankful to have our church, your church, the church of the living God, the house and temple of God. We're thankful for our brethren sitting around us. Oh, Lord, bless us this day that our worship will ascend up out of this place, even into thy holy presence, even before thy face, and that you would be pleased with the savour of our worship and delight in Thee. It's in Jesus' name 
and for His honor and glory forever that we pray. Amen. Amen.